2: Dope. everybody please put a thumb in the air
0: hey
3: everybody how you doing money well, that's good. Wow, our, our headphones are loud. Really nah, loud. Or maybe you're loud. I can very much hear myself, which is a rarity. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. Uh, guys, I don't know if anyone listening knew this, but the Flyers still have the second overall pick coming up. Is it, this woo!
4: true? There's
3: no recount. They just keep the pick. As far as I've been told, <laughs> they still have it. Uh, they haven't traded it for James Neal yet. But we're gonna we're gonna hold on and wait and see what they do if they're gonna bring in a legit sniper for Giroux to finally get that LW one. Uh, oh
2: boy! <laughs>
3: but uh, we got we have an awesome show. It's uh you know there's a playoff game going on right now between two teams that I I don't know I'm just hoping there's a a huge accident of all the players at center ice <laughs> like just just a spontaneous combustion hmm. of some kind.
2: I'm happy with that. Yeah. A yeah. meteor. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not like an
3: explosion because I don't want any of the fans to be hurt. I just okay. want the game to be ended and neither team move on to the Stanley Cup. I support fine. this. You're not yeah. a monster. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Make it an easier row for the Predators. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just, I want to go to that. I want to go to that parade in Nashville really bad.
2: I had a, I had a dream last night that I took a weekend trip to Nashville. So like I'm cool with that. <laughs> Best happen. chicken I've it's ever a had.
0: Pernition. You see Purnell Carl.
2: Well, we're best friends, so naturally. <laughs>
3: <laughs> These off-season shows get out of hand right away. I'm just so excited when <laughs> we,
2: start. Uh, we have a We
3: have a lot to get to tonight, so let me introduce you to the people joining me. First and foremost, the lady who brought me candy, oh, Kelly Ankle.
4: Damn it. Hey, it's me. So actually, we should thank our friend... uh Dan Bradley at the Purds blog for sending us Nashville candy that was really, really yummy. And, and thanks nice for that. It is, is that on the four check It's all gone. Yes, it yeah, is. We, all,
2: we all ate it. I liked them. They have a good Twitter account. It's a goo goo cluster and See, it's wonderful. This is why
1: the Preds are just good and we should all root for them.
2: yeah.
4: Well, yeah. Yeah.
3: The best chicken I ever had was in Nashville. It was amazing. The hot Nashville chicken? hot chicken. Yeah. That's
4: the heard business. It's good. That's yeah. the business. <laughs> so, anywho, How about we all just stop complaining about diving because uh, it's a thing that's going to happen, especially a lot in the playoffs. And if your team was doing it, you probably wouldn't care that much. So let's just all settle down.
3: Oh my god. Oh, thank I you. got ah, into it. I got into it with this uh Washington fan the other night who was talking to me about sins and how Benino is like a liar and a thief and a <laughs> cheat. Oh my god, he's <laughs> an was, awful human yeah, being. Yeah, it was the it was the funniest stuff I've ever heard in my entire life. That's he's lot. like sin is eternal and he lied. I was like, "Oh my god, you're
2: an insane person." <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Well,
3: <laughs> so I, I told him sin's not real and no one's looking out for you.
2: I mean, well, eat at Arby's
3: um, <laughs> never
2: but I, I, I don't think that anybody should ever be okay with diving because it is a penalty like it's not a legal thing Whatever, to do so well here's the well, thing they, they do sometimes
4: in the, in the playoffs the Flyers were playing the Capitals right now and Hornquist took his stick up high and Claude Drew. And the Flyers were down one goal and Claude Giroux went like this with his head to get a call. I'm not super mad at it.
2: Well, did the stick hit him in the face? Because that's a penalty.
4: Well, yeah, might have gotten close, but maybe not all the way. So he, so so like it hit him but not all the way hit him?
1: Maybe it hit Benito like got
0: hit in here. the shoulder. Yeah, and he, and he, he acted like he, he got just, shot in he the like face. Flew
3: and I thought it was great. It's on
1: the refs. Like the refs yeah, need, the refs be good need to good at their it. job. It's on
3: the players to keep wow. it on the ice. Keep your stick on the ice. There's absolutely zero reason to have your stick up around somebody's shoulder, face, helmet, whatever. Keep it down. It's a simple concept. Mm. You know guys, especially late in a game, like guys are going to throw their head back if they see the blade of your stick, so don't let them see it.
1: You know what the problem with with diving in the NHL is? The problem with diving in the NHL and the way it's called is that it should not be like. Co- like coincidental minors. Yes. Like if if you mm. catch a guy diving, yes. if you catch a guy yeah, diving, do not call the penalty. the penalty on the other dude because if I'm an NHL player mm. and I'm purely looking at incentives, and I say to myself, okay, if I dive, the absolute worst thing that's going to happen to me, except for maybe a minimal fine, is it's going to be a four on four. What's de incentivizing me from not diving? Like, well, why are, wouldn't there you there do are it?
2: Fines? Did you say except for fines? Yeah, but you're getting paid millions of dollars. Who so gives a shit about fifty thousand dollars? Well. I don't know. Is it even that high? And there's no like way. 2, it's just, no, it's like $3,000 yeah. for
0: your second time.
2: Right. Well, I got nothing other than I wouldn't... I don't know. I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm pro
3: diving, actually. More I'm... diving is what the league needs.
2: <laughs> Soccer's the biggest sport in the goddamn world. Everyone dives out there. Basketball, 30 million... Yeah, but they're million... not wearing any pads or protection of any sort. 30 million people are going to watch the NBA Finals this year, and it's nothing but people flopping around. They also around. wear no pads or protection of any sort. Like, that's just... Body on body. All right. Call more hey. diving
1: penalties. I know. I'm, only
3: I'm diving penalties.
4: It.
3: <laughs> Deincentivize it. Our special guest joining us, it's Crut. He ruins everything.
0: Ain't it the dang truth? Man, guys, the last time I was here, we spent a non negligible amount of time talking about Matilda.
3: So it's
0: very true. I, I yeah. I'm, so I'm excited to be back. Oh, uh, it's been great. But um, okay, so a thing that people have said in the 9 days since the flyers moved up to number 2 in the draft lottery which is a thing that happened like bill said some people don't know that is that you know it's good that the flyers actually ended up at number 2 instead of number 1 overall in the draft or like it i'd prefer that the flyers end up at number 2 over number 1 because they don't have to make a choice they just pick whoever's left over they just they just pick the second guy in this two person draft go about their merry way I just can't imagine feeling that way. That's that's a loser mentality. That's like that's that's how the you flyers feel Flyers losers
2: <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, I mean the, th- the the thing that I have, and I'm just cutting you off right here, but I'm letting you know that I agree with you. Okay, um, I'm listening. I'm listening. Is, is that me. if you have a front office who's who's too scared to make the number one pick. Mm -hmm. Like they've got absolutely no fucking business running a team. Like if if they're too timid to be like, Oh, well I need somebody else to make the pick for me so that I'll just pick who's left over. Nobody in the flyers front office has said this. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. It's, it's a fan react. It's a thing I've seen like fans say, you know, I'd prefer the number. This was actually a thing last year and last year's NBA draft at the top of that, that was a two person draft. Like this year's NHL draft is someone from ESPN had a quote from GM's He's saying, like, a number of GMs I've talked to outright said, I'd prefer the number two pick because I don't have that pressure of picking the top guy. And, like, how do you put together an entire front office, an entire, like, development and coaching and scouting staff and then given the chance to pick that one guy say, nah, I'd I'd really rather not? So here's
4: the thing. I am going to tell you why. I think it's okay that we got the number two pick and not the number one. Well, it's it's great that we so, got the number two from well, yeah. thirteen. Well, but it's yeah, okay. not but it's nothing not to do with not trusting Hextall to make the right choice. It's nothing to do with thinking that they're not going to make the right choice. What it is, and, and I think it's particular to this draft, is you have two guys at the top who are the clear one and two. Okay. You also have two guys who there's kind of not a consensus on who is number one and who is number two. It's kind of almost 50 50. Everything that I've read is kind of like, you know, two out of three guys pick one. Another thing you read, two out of three guys picking the other one. What, what I'm saying is there's not a clear Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, this is number one, this is number two. Well, we don't know the Flyers feel that way, though. They... Quiet. Wow. This being said, <clears throat> so if Ron Hextall had the number one pick mm-hmm. and he picked Nolan Patrick, oh, okay, that might be a great pick for us. But. If Nico goes on to be better than him, we are never going to hear the end of it. Ever, 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 ever. Our stupid beat writers will never shut up about it. Okay,
0: here's the thing. Ten years later, have Flyers fans and beat writers shut up about Patrick Kane going number one in a draft where the Flyers picked number two? Well, more so like a couple years ago before some other things happened. But like back...
4: But that... but Pat Kane JVR is not, uh, oh, who am I going to no, take but, choice? But it's
0: still like they. the idea you're saying is like they don't have a choice. They just get whoever's left. That was the case in 2007, though, and fans still were like very, you know, torn up about it.
3: Fans then also guy. watched the team go 22 and 60 yeah, they and watched the fifth worst team get the first pick. And, so. and
4: and I think I think that when I hear about that draft is more as a it's a that a, was a one a player of a, draft. A, a God damn it, I can't believe yeah. we ended up with JVR when we were the worst team in the league. Yeah. like that's I'll tell you fun? why
3: I like the second pick and it has nothing to do with not trusting Ron Hextall because uh, somebody wrote in the comments here, like I like you know all the picks he's made. Good stuff. I trust them. It's about luck. I feel whoever the if the Flyers had the first pick, luck would work against them. It wasn't <laughs> no, it wasn't wrong to trade Peter Forsberg for Eric Lindros. That was the right trade to make, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out. <laughs> and <laughs> I just feel
1: luck works Bill's, against the Bill's Flyers. Back on the karma trade, but like if yeah. it, but like
3: if <laughs> karma <laughs> got us here, karma will sustain us.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, like if they pick Heesher number two and Gabe Velarde goes number three to Dallas, and he has a great career. And he sure is just like, okay, or relatively speaking is a bust. Like we're still going to, it doesn't matter if this is the right pick. Ron Eckstall still going to hear about that. Like that could, if the Flyers end up, you know, washing out, that could be the kind of thing that costs him his job. You don't get a chance to make multiple number two picks. You but, get
3: a lot of number ones if you're an. Let's do the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, that's that's
0: the only that's the step <laughs> or, or you have Taylor
1: Hall on your team. <laughs> Who haven't I introduced yet?
2: Me and Charlie. Steph oh, Driver, well, that's Steph, Steph Driver. Driver. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to say officially on the record, fuck the word elite. So all of the, all of these dudes are good. Like they wouldn't be in the NHL Except if they were Chris not good <laughs> hockey players. Well, if you put Chris Vandevelde on your beer league team, he's gonna skate circles around you. I don't like, know about that. He's a good <laughs> probably. player. He probably I don't will. know about probably. that. No, he would. Like there's he would.
3: I would try to. Take Zach Ronaldo
2: <laughs> would skate circles around everybody. Like they're good hockey players. That's why they made the NHL. But if like you need to find a better way to compare the best of the best than decide that everybody is elite, so the term elite is slapped on everyone who shows skill at all, and is it like, yes, and it's crap. So everyone like every right to today, like the thing was Sean Couturier is an elite defensive forward no like he's not why not so he is very very skilled defensively he is a good defensive forward but to be in the upper echelon of an elite defensive forward you have to be a full complete forward
3: like if you're looking that's not what they're saying they're saying his defensive skill is elite
2: okay but if who else would you name as elite defensive forwards
0: Bergeron, Ber- Kopitar, Caves.
2: Okay, so these people are all scoring 60 points a season, roughly, fi- between 50 and 60 points a season. Sean Couturier is scoring 30. Because he's not an elite defensive forward. You've got to have a complete game to be an elite defensive forward. He's very good. I love Sean Couture. I want him on my team. He's very good. But he is not elite. He's not there yet. I'm not saying that he never will be. But right now, today, he is not an elite defensive forward. So you forward. have
3: the best goalie in the league, say. You have the best goalie in the league, but he's a bad puck handler. He's not. He's not an elite goaltender because he doesn't have a complete skill set?
2: I'm talking about Sean Couturier. I'm just talking and I'm about talking the, your about use of the elite word "elite" and forward. how you
3: can't use it to describe a skill set.
2: Well, when it comes to forwards, because they have a lot more responsibilities than just the one thing. I mean, if, if, we're, if we're going to sit here, if we're going to sit here and say Sean Couturier is an elite defensive forward, okay, but then Braden Shen is an elite power play specialist.
3: I agree with that. He led the league, and that's that's the definition of elite. He led the league in power play goals, so therefore, he's the best
1: at it.
2: The whole, I mean, the whole thing is bullshit. Because then every single team has four or five elite guys, and then not if they're not
1: good. Where where's the cutoff? I, I think the I think the disconnect here is that basically what Steph is saying is that if you, for you to have the the word elite put on your profile for anything, you have to be really good at everything. Basically, that like for you to earn the word elite on your resume even if it's like you're an elite skater you're describing a certain skill set like Carl Hagelin is an elite skater but Steph would have a problem with calling him an elite skater because he's not an elite forward I mean, and, and, that, and that's fine. It that doesn't make any it, we're sense. We're basically just we're basically just you know splitting hairs about terminology. He's
3: the greatest skater of all time, but he's not elite. Like, is that what you're telling me? I'm, I'm just telling you. Yes, that said. makes
2: no sense. Well, because that's we're talking best of the best of the best. We're if there's about if there's a flaw, certain skill set, not saying Sean Couturier is an elite
3: player. You're not saying Sean Couturier is an elite player. You're saying his defensive skill set is among the best in the league. It is elite.
2: Fine, but he's not an elite forward. No one said that. Well, then he's also not an elite defensive forward because it's a two-part um. statement. He he has uh, he has. Is, he is the "is elite" modifying the word
0: "defensive" or the word "forward"?
2: I mean, it's the whole package. Defensive so forward. I mean, his specialized
3: skill set in that role as a defensive forward. <laughs>
2: But he's also nowhere near the same tier as the other people that you would say are elite defensive forwards. Yeah, but forwards. you would say those
1: are elite two-way forwards.
2: Would you? Yeah, because yeah. because the whole the whole argument is well, there's a trophy for this, so it's got to be an yeah, actual but, thing. Yeah, but
1: that's partially because of the selkie. I don't think anybody really understands what the selkie is. No, Mary's host is going to go as career people, without winning. Forward, yeah, like man. some people think it's the best defensive four, other people think it's the best two way four. So we mm-hmm. might actually have just got to jump into a conversation of what is the selkie more than anything.
2: <laughs> well, I'm just saying that elite is like top 2 or 3 guys in the league and i think that that's uh-huh. maximum and we need to stop slapping it on every dude that comes by with a good skill set. Like you can be good and not be elite and that's totally fine.
1: The man with the observations Charlie O'Connor. Okay. So this is something that's bothered me for a really long time, like probably since i was like 10 years old and started getting into hockey. The World Championships are the absolute worst. So today we find out that... It's a loser's tournament. That we find out that Jake Voracek got hurt, and he might have a concussion. He may have a shoulder injury. We don't know, but he's injured in a tournament that's a waste of everyone's time. And I'm going to tell you why it's a waste of everyone's time. So the only way that these teams in the World Championships get put together, and by World Championships, I mean like the World Championships for the, the non-age related. Like the World Juniors are great. The under-18s are fine because that's great for draft. I'm talking about the World Championships that are going on right now the only way these teams get put together is by players who played on teams who didn't make the playoffs or by players who were on teams who lost in the first round so how good your how good your country's team is in that tournament is not based on if they actually have the best players from that country it's based on who happened to be on shit teams that year in the nhl how can you possibly call this a meaningful tournament how can you think this tournament has any viability whatsoever if The way the teams are structured is purely based on how quickly they lost in a better, more interesting competition. It's insane. If How can you have Italy in a hockey tournament and it be taken serious? You know what? Either <laughs> either you move this tournament to the end of June into July and make it a legitimate World Championships, or yeah. you don't friggin' have the thing because the waste of everyone's time and all that happens is players like J Four Jack get hurt, and I get to see it on my Twitter feed for three weeks and be angry every time I see it because the games are pointless. I
3: think they'd be playing either. Like, it's just something for guys to do. That's what I think of it as. I wish. I, I think it's dumb. Go on vacation! Yeah, they yeah. just feel like... I can't imagine Claude Giroux like getting through an 82-game season, playing most of it, not at 100%, and then going, you know what I should
0: do? Play some more hockey. <laughs> I was surprised because... You're not either. grabbing cops' asses, well. I guess, which is good, but... <laughs> I was surprised by that because Hextel is, of course, in charge of Team Canada this year. I, I was surprised that... Not at the ass thing that um <laughs> that he chose Giroux, who like clearly was recovering from that injury for most of this year, that he chose him to play on this team. I don't know if maybe he was worried about the optics of not doing it or what, but well, I thought has that the was team peculiar. Flyers, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know what also annoys me? Um but this is a, this is a jumping off point for the World Championships. Never heard of the Triple Gold Club?
4: No. <laughs> you know what, you know what the Triple Gold Club is? No. The Triple Gold yeah. Club oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> is is you won. Olympic gold medal. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a big deal. You won a Stanley Cup. Also, a really really big deal. It's not (laughs) gold. It's silver. But, same thing. And then you won a gold medal in the World Championships. How is that anywhere close to being as important as an Olympic gold and a Stanley Cup? Does Jeff
3: Carter have one? Because if Jeff Carter doesn't have one, it doesn't
0: count. He
4: might. Does Mike Richards have one? Richards has one. He He also has
0: a... Under 20 World junior He has a World Juniors, He right? won everything. Yeah. This was the Quad Gold Cup now. Oh, yeah. great.
4: great. Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> just
0: all sorts of stuff. Charlie they got just, all
2: kinds of fired up about this. It's just about, how I hate <laughs> the World Championships. They're so
3: bad. There's one good thing about the World Championships. Belarus.
2: Well, Belarus
3: is in it, and that makes me happy. I love Belarus. Are the Kostitza Tell me stars? again where
4: Belarus is.
2: <laughs> Be- I don't Remember where, where is Belarus? It's somewhere on the uh, over there. On
3: on somewhere near Russia. Yeah. I know that because Belarus still has a KGB, which is incredible. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> and in like 2002, they almost beat Canada, and that was a big mm-hmm. deal for them. That's all. That's I, what I, I just happen Belarus. to like Belarus. Yeah, I okay. play like Belarus. Chris Neal won the Senators a playoff game and no one can convince me otherwise well, I've, read all the ar- I've read all the arguments against
1: it and I get what Charlie's about to tell me <laughs> see see, the thing is I'm not even going to jump in this because I, I, didn't, wa- I didn't watch the game yeah, you I'm, I'm, the I'm, theory I'm, theory I'm boycotting like you normally series. don't I'm boycotting I know I never watched did you, I know, I never watched did you know this <laughs> didn't happen series. on a spreadsheet
4: did you know that my cell phone is currently keeping sharks from invading the studio <laughs> is this true the same truth. kind of relation I you. Yeah, no. How's that true? Because Chris Neal didn't win that hockey game. Just because he did a thing and they won the hockey game doesn't mean that the thing made them win the hockey game. Why not? Because it doesn't make... You what can't prove a negative. Well, no. I mean, I can't prove you wrong, but you can't. You can't prove. It right. I You're mean, right. is, is he the, the re- results I prove mean, me he right? Play, he
0: played two twenty-six in the game. Is he the reason <laughs> they won the first two games they won in this series as well? Like no, they- but they weren't. Lo- they were losing this
1: game. He attacked Tanner Glaes. They won the is game. That- I think the bet the 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 bigger thing we should come out of here is neither of them should have been in the game. No, the, you know what my favorite? and he's never gonna, and he's not going to play again the series probably right. You know, like, what, Neil. He, I I w- maybe. Well, maybe if they buy into this narrative, they said it was a it was a good chance he's going to play the next. You game. know That's what my favorite right my favorite justification for this this was in the TSN article that you linked in the outline. This was by far. I laughed reading this justification. The justification was that the reason why putting someone like Chris Neal in, in in the lineup is actually good is because he only plays 3 minutes which means that the star players play more which is good <laughs> and you know what like like if you know what if you look at it at face value you're like yeah you know that makes sense but here's the thing couldn't you just play the star players more and not play Chris Neal at all like why is why is it ne- why is it necessary to play Chris Neal to give Mark Stone and Hoffman and Terrace more minutes. Why can't you just maybe dress seven defensemen and play your best forwards more? Wow. Because without using Chris Neal, because the players in the room
3: believe it has an effect, so it does. And I'm going to make a funny comparison here that you're going to laugh about, but think oh, about boy. it. Oh, and God. then and the, in Space Jam,
4: yes, oh, boy, yes, <laughs> let's do it.
3: When Bugs and MJ have the secret stuff, and it's just water in a bottle but they drink the secret stuff and then all of a sudden the team is filled with confidence and then they go out and beat the monstars it's not because it was real but it's because they believed it uh, right. and i've i've watched enough professional sports to know it's not just about the tangible it's not just about what goes on it's
1: more—it's—it's it's more mental than we can ever imagine. See, but they're—that's
2: called they, the they, placebo effect. They were
1: cartoons, and when they drank the special stuff, they like fake bulked up and turned into like steroid-enhanced monsters. And that's because how the they're felt. because they're cartoons, and you can do that in cartoons. The players Real saw it happen. happen.
3: The players on the senator saw it happen. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. Like that shit just happens. It does. There's nothing that could convince me otherwise.
2: I'm hearing Flurry is pur- pulling a flurry. This, yeah, is, this is. is the rumor on Wait, the Facebook. Wait, did
4: he give up another goal? Yes. Yes! He's flurrying the fuck out I, of this. And start. this, and this was, was gonna a beach be,
3: ball. This was going to be my hot take, but I want to get into some playoff stuff. Uh, we'll just start with that then before we get into more flyers.
1: Why isn't Matt Murray in...
2: Because uh, the Penguins because are Pittsburgh. stupid. Because, because, because
1: teams because, love the hot hand. Yeah, you gotta yeah. got to roll with the like, hot hand because if you roll with the hot hand, then the team's going to have confidence and play better in front of them. According he, to your idea. After the last game, water.
3: he wasn't hot.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> like, won, so you give up on it after one game? Like, yes. Because Matt Murray is your goalie, and you ride
3: with Flurry until it runs out. And then you go with your goalie. It ran out. I would have
0: pulled
4: him after this goal I just saw.
0: How actually. funny would it be if Pittsburgh act- if this whole playoff run inspired Pittsburgh to keep Flurry, oh, of
2: there's th- I'm hearing Murray's hurt. That Murray would be awesome. hurt. I would love hurt. No, he was not- hurt.
1: Is he? Is he still hurt?
2: I didn't think he was. I don't, I don't know. Was I'm back. telling he you, definitely was he, was he, was he, was he was definitely was at
4: first. He
0: definitely
2: wasn't.
4: That's the
1: reason he didn't start. Yeah, yes. he's been skating. I thought he was like available to be dressed now. But That's I guess what I thought. Is he, then. Is he yeah. not backing
4: up? I thought
1: he was. They were using Tristan Jerry, right? He was their backup. He was the backup for a while. I don't know if he still is. I was
3: under the impression Murray was on the bench. That's what I thought. Same. it's I crazy know. to me
1: I, I was all for running with Fleury I thought Matt that's... Murray is not is not dressed for this game Tristan really? Jerry yeah. is dressed there we so go. Matt Murray clearly either either Matt Murray is not healthy or they just think he's like they're not gonna use him unless they're that's absolutely so they have to that's
3: know. gonna be so funny when they protect Marc-Andre Fleury still
2: uh, very much <laughs> hurt they're not, they're not it's gonna, gonna be protect great but Matt it would be is, awesome
1: if they did it's gonna be
3: great <laughs> when Murray is Vegas' starter with Neuvert backing up of course of oh, course, oh boy. Of course.
2: So, well, I guess when you have a cheap rookie contract so as your starter, then you Crosby can take my Crosby off
3: is playing in this game, and he played in the last game, and how is this possible at all that he's okay to play?
2: Well, didn't he just take another hit? Is he still playing? No, he got or up. He's oh. A lot
3: of people, I don't know if it's just people like, oh, Crosby's hurt, get out. him out. But like they're saying it looks like he was like a well, little Well, because
2: it's the playoffs, and wow. you know, you battle through your injuries, even when you have a hole in your lung or a broken femur, whatever the fuck. Because well, okay. I don't know Concuss- what, what, the guy
1: played concussions on a, are a different fever. story.
2: Well, no, it, I mean, yes, because it's your brain, but it just it sounds just as stupid when you're saying the other stuff. So I mean,
4: it's his baseline.
2: It's it's the playoffs. You then you fight through. Baseline. You think?
1: Yeah, I mean, don't don't a lot of players do that? Wasn't that an, yes. an interview like a couple years ago that players would like intentionally flub a couple of the questions so it's easier for them to pass their? Baseline. I thought
2: that was an NFL thing. Was oh, that sure. an NFL thing? Could I think, I an think an it NFL. may have been. I know but.
3: that when they first started the baseline testing, Keith Primo took his and he was concussed when he took it. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's yeah, great. So when they went to put him back in, like later after he got hit again, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he passed his baseline." No, he's been concussed this whole time. <laughs> oh, that's he was bad. concussed six months ago. He's concussed now. But yeah, that it's. Yeah, uh, it's. I always thought it's like uh, making a, a stupid face on your license in case you get pulled over, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. no officers. I, 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 I always look this dumb. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know what my thing with this is? Like, I get that Crosby wants to play. If he didn't want to play, he wouldn't be a hockey player. Yeah. What I don't understand is why the hell the Penguins are like aren't mm-hmm. saying, dude, no, you're sitting. Because they got so much invested in this guy. They won a freaking cup last year. Like, this isn't a situation where they're they're in a drought and they desperately need to win a cup to justify their existence. They just won. They can afford to sit him for a couple games.
4: Yeah, I was surprised he played last game because yeah. that's the thought. I mean, like, you're up three games to one, just let him rest. Yeah. Like why it's, not? it'll be why, fine. Why yeah. not
1: be safe with the concussion? Yeah. With your most important player who, like, without him, you're good, but you're nowhere near a cup contender. Right. I just I
3: can see it. I can see playing him because, say you sit him out and you get you get eliminated, and then and you get eliminated, and then next year he gets hit game one and he's out forever. You got You got to get what you can while you can. You got to pile up the Stanley Cups and then it.
1: It's, I mean that, that's it's a that, that's a pretty awful possible. way to view your players.
3: I know it is, but uh, yeah. th- that's what sports owners are. Mm. Bad people, rich oh. guys trying to profit off other people's labor. That's what sports is.
2: Well, America, the, the labor makes significant money too. Like, that's... Sure. They they, they, make, yeah. they make their money. Exactly. Crosby's going to get paid regardless. It's the NHL. They get their money. That's true. Guaranteed money. Um,
3: I think it's crazy he's playing, but he is.
2: Well, I think it's crazy, too, but I also thought that it was crazy about... Uh, who was it? Thornton. Uh, Thornton, Thornton playing on the, the torn ACL and MCL. Like, that's just fucking stupid. It's the whole thing. It's all stupid.
3: Yeah. I'll tell you what the dumbest thing I've ever seen is. I'm ready for it. Suban was intentionally cross-checked in the head and was called for embellishment. That is
1: stupid. Mm.
2: That it that was, sounds pretty fucking it was stupid. Literally
1: the dumbest thing I've ever seen well, called. Who was, who was the flyer who got a uh, who got an embellishment penalty for getting sticked in the balls?
2: Mm. Oh. that was that
1: was this year wasn't it
2: was that I thought Roffle? Manning ghost
3: I think was it Manning behind they, the net these Manning got hit in the balls no he was it was but. the Edmonton game yeah.
1: right? because they they, yeah. they were like they were like looking at Manning like so close because of the the stupid yeah. McDavid thing and he gets because of Don cherry he, who yeah. I'm told is an expert oh yeah of course I mean look at his suits he's <laughs> impeccably dressed but like he gets Manny gets sticked in the crotch and he gets called for embellishment. It's like, dude, like I don't know if these refs understand basic physiology, but like you get hit there, you're probably going down. <laughs> you're yeah. Probably in some pain.
3: I, I saw the Subban thing, ha- and Nashville's awesome. I'm very much rooting for them to win the Stanley Cup. Absolutely, can't wait to go to that parade. But uh, um, you're. A headshot of all things that you're gonna call embellishment on. <laughs> you're just trying just to eliminate headshots. Every sport, every contact sport in the world is being sued over concussions. You get a guy hit in the head, a superstar, and you go, "Yeah, he rolled
1: around a little. He's faking it." I, 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 it just blows my mind Here, how here's bad one officiating is in this Here's league. one question I have though: Did this come after the um, after the blown Benino call? Like do you think this was like a reaction yes. to the Benino call? Yes. Because they
3: didn't even talk about it the next day on Hockey Central they didn't even talk about uh Suban getting called for embellishment and they were still talking <laughs> about the Benino thing. Mm-hmm. I was like this is, or no, they were still talking about the Crosby thing. It was after the Crosby before
1: Benino. Oh so it was before Benino. Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say if it was after Benino no. I almost wonder if the refs are like, "Oh crap, we can't screw up another one of these. We yeah. got to call these embellishments." And then it they was had, they it end was, up calling one that isn't an embellishment. It was
3: the day after the Crosby thing, and people are still saying, "Oh, Niskin and Cross checked him in the head intentionally." Mm-hmm. When that's nonsense talk. Yeah, but uh, yeah.
2: All right, Steph, what do you got? I have, what, am I supposed to play a song? <laughs> is that is that what I'm? <laughs> yeah. I got it.
0: Oh yeah, you like the Flyers? Yeah, the Flyers are a team. They play a sport called hockey.
3: Talk about the hockey team known as the Flyers. Thank you very much for turning on this show. In case you didn't know, it's Broad Street Hockey Radio. Bill and Kelly and Steph and
0: Charlie, they all love hockey, specifically the Flyers. Let's go, the Flyers, the hockey team, the Flyers. Win all of the games and then the Stanley Cup. Flyers.
3: All right, so in the beginning of the show, I made a joke about uh, trading the second overall pick for James Neal because I got a tweet today from somebody who asked, hey, what are the chances the Flyers move it for a scoring winger for Giroux finally? For something. Less than zero. I, like, I said none. I said no. Why? Like I, I This town is going to absolutely lose its mind in the time leading up to this. Wait, it's already
2: happened. Yeah. yeah. Like, I,
3: uh, what did I read? This was the uh, yeah. Why is it a discussion? Moving the pick. Why? Why are we even? The Flyers were gifted a great player. They're going regardless. They're going to at least get a very good player. It's second overall. It's probably not going to be a bum. Like there's no Niel Yakupov. I don't think.
0: So what? Why? Why are we trying to not have good players? I mean, the one thing you tr- would tra- so the Flyers have been like handed a free young good. At worst, top six forward probably for the next decade or so. The only thing you consider trading it for is someone who has a better chance at being that. So basically someone you already know is a good young top six or better forward. It's like in the NHL. Those guys don't get traded. Like, no one trades. You'd be like,
3: are they giving us Dude. Mitch Marner?
1: Like, what? why would that happen? That's crazy.
0: They already know talk. that
4: Mitch Marner
1: is Mitch Marner. <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> well, why would you trade a known commodity for... You could take the pick? boat, or you could take the mystery box. <laughs> yeah. There might be I've a boat wanted. in the mystery You've box. have always wanted a boat.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Listen. We host the show. We need things to talk about. I get like why. I guess someone is. They discussing need they need this. to
1: fill stuff for six. But weeks.
3: taking this seriously, like, oh yeah, they're gonna really move. Like, no, they are not. They're not gonna move this pick. That would be the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, still took that question and was like, I mean, I'm not gonna say we're not gonna move it, but like, they're they're there probably <laughs> they're probably.
2: Two or three players in the league that I would consider maybe trading that pick for, mm. and none of their teams are gonna trade those players for that pick.
1: The only scenario where I could see them moving the pick, only scenario, it's not let's get a scoring winger. It's not let's <laughs> get Corey Schneider. Like, it's not that. The only way I could see the Flyers moving the pick is if let's say they come back from their medical and they find out that like, no, we think Nolan Patrick isn't like gonna have a two-year NHL career, and they wanna trade down to like pick five. And get another guy they like and let that team take Nolan Patrick. I could see that happening, but that's the only possible scenario where I could see it happening. And they would still get a really good young player, like in the mid single digits. That's the only scenario I could see it being possible.
4: My favorite are the people who are suggesting that they should trade it for a goalie.
1: Yeah, those are fun too.
4: Because I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I don't know what? If we know,
3: but we have goalie problems here.
1: Yeah. Those are the ones that make me want to literally blow my head off. What I'm was like, like the yeah. one? The one comment on it was probably like CSN Philly, to be honest, where they were saying like, "Well, I mean, I know they're saying we might pick Noah Passer or Hishir, but like, who's the best goalie on the board?"
3: Uh. <laughs> like they. Carter Hart just won uh, the WHL goalie of the year for the second time in a row he's gonna, and he's probably still going CHL, not CHL, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be CHL goalie of the year and he's still not AHL eligible. He's going to be the greatest goalie in the history of
4: the freaking <laughs> major junior hockey. And it's like probably Yeah, we're not uh, we're not sold on him. Like uh, <laughs> Let's go. Let's... Stockpile some yeah. more goaltenders. You think Florida would cough them. up Luongo? Like, <laughs> what is the matter with people? <laughs> like, if, if you're gonna
1: if you're the media, if you're the mainstream media, and you want to do something interesting, that's not just who it should be, he, she, or Patrick. Like, start researching the guys in the next tier below, because at least there's a chance that maybe they the Flyers fall in love with Villardi or Cody Glass or something. Like, it's it's not likely. But it's at least remotely plausible, far more plausible than them trading the pick for, like, Nate McKinnon or something. That would be fun. The question isn't (laughs) what, like,
0: would you trade the pick? It's what would you trade the pick for? Like, what's the worst possible package or person you would trade the number two pick for? And, like, how good does that person or set of assets have to be? Pretty darn good. Pretty Pretty good. good. Number two picks
1: don't...
2: I need like, a legit don't one bust C. very
1: much at all.
0: Like yeah.
2: I, I need a legit on, one C. Who like,
1: you are going to have under control for the next decade. Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm not even trading that pick for Druin. and I'm really high on Druin. Drew no. But Drewan's a winger, and Druin hasn't been that good at five on five. I'm not trading it for. Yeah, him.
2: I I'd I'd trade him for Leon Dreisaitl. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, Edmonton would never it do for... it, but I do it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, no, they never would. Um, I would trade it for. Uh, Austin Matthews. I might. I might. Shocker. That one.
0: I would maybe trade <laughs> maybe. it for Conor
2: McDavid.
4: Yeah. Like, I'd I my I head.
2: Fourth, to get, like, I would like, do it. To do get it.
3: value for two, you would have to, like, create a scenario in which the other team would never go for
2: yeah. it. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, What about William Nylander? Have we talked about him? I know we have, like, he's amongst ourselves. I'm really
1: high on William Nylander. He's
0: very good.
2: It, he's, he's good at the sports. Great mm-hmm. first name, William. <laughs> Billion. I, um, I don't know whether I'd trade the second pick. The for only him, but
1: here's I the, would. here's the thing. Yeah, I would yeah. trade the second pick for William Nylander in a vacuum. My concern with trading it for William Nylander, though, is this: it, there have been rumors already that Mike Babcock isn't like in love with this guy. Yeah, I think it's bu- I, I I I think it's I think it's bullshit. Like like going. I I think that like yeah. Nylander's awesome, and coaches should just get used to the fact that he's awesome, but I'm not going to trade for a guy who, if he's pissing off Babcock, he'll probably infuriate Dave Paxton. That'd be so great.
4: Though. I mean, that's probably oh why, I think it was Myrtle that I was reading who suggested that the Leafs need defense, and if they're going to get it, Nylander is probably the guy they're going to dangle. Yeah, because they like him. They defense. seem to
1: like him less than Matthews and Marner. Right. I Which mean, Matthews, I understand. Marner, oh. I, I think Nylander is better than Marner. But I'm probably on an island.
4: Don't you talk about? So myself I would like that. really like to. Pick and choose one or two of our defensive prospects and get us a little bit of William Nylander on this team. <laughs> I would not be mad about that at all. I would be all. really happy with that. That'd be mm-hmm. fun.
1: I, I, mean, I don't think Toronto does it. I think well, Toronto if, needs like an actual established defense.
2: One
4: thing oh, that, I have one of those too. Beyond well, Andrew, Andrew McDonald,
1: <laughs> <laughs> top three
0: <defense laughs> Beyond Reliable the team being jobs. fun, hopefully, one thing, and to, to shift back something we talked about a little bit already, hopefully, one thing, good thing that comes from Nashville being like a final 14 this year, maybe a cup finalist or winner is teams start making ballsy trades again. Like think of like the four or so biggest trades that have happened in the last year and change Nashville made two of them and look where they are now. Like when you have a position of strength, you deal from it to address that. Like Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson, ballsy trade that's worked out for both sides. But I, I think so. I think Seth Jones is good. But, I mean, he's like, kind <laughs> of. <good. laughs>
3: but like, oh, look where Nashville shirt. is,
0: and and Subban for Weber, like, yeah, that's um, that's that's a little different. Yeah, I <laughs> we talked about this a little over the weekend. There's a lot that has to go right or wrong depending on your perspective for that trade to work. But still, hopefully, you see more trades like that because GMs who are afraid to take risks go like, hey maybe I should try this. And because like, it's, it's, it's it fun. Yeah. yeah. It's fun like when fun those stuff. kind of trades happen. It makes that our day, job
3: more fun. That day of the uh, of the Subban-Weber trade, that, that, was, was, a the same, day. that day. was the same yeah. day as Hall and Larson. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was also That's the same day Stamco's re-signed. It was like, it was like yeah, within yeah. the same Toronto hour. To it the was an hour, yeah. But speaking of Stupid hockey discussion. Here uh, we go. Uh. This, the, the next thing I read, and I'm sorry I'm piling on the oh, same whoa,
2: no. publication. We're going we're going to go like three in a row, oh, guys, yeah. of like stupidity. Because uh, I, mo- I moved something up at the request of our, our listeners on
3: Facebook. Uh, okay. The uh, How did somebody come to the conclusion? <laughs> oh boy. We got the second pick, and that's good. And we have depth at center, and that's good. This is going to really greatly improve our team. It made Sean Couturier... Uh,
0: expendable. Like,
3: how you know somebody put those dots? Th- you don't want to have too many good dots
4: players. Together. Well,
0: since he's not elite,
3: <laughs> yeah. as we know. <laughs> hey, Kurt, fuck
4: you.
0: <laughs>
2: as you someone who job. consistently
3: like tries to piece together dots and like see what like the backstory here is, there is no way to come to the conclusion. Yeah, Sean Couturier is expendable now. I, I just. Is it just about the perception, like, 50% of Flyers fans just dislike the guy, so... We're he's, he's, the he's the yeah, new he, he, he's
0: Coburn. He's
1: the new Braden Coburn. He's definitely the new Coburn. Except better! Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> except, better than Coburn. Coburn was good. good. But yeah, I, I think like, Gatorre yeah. is better than Coburn. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I just don't understand how you can ever get to the point of, like... Too many centers. Lo- well, yeah, like, <laughs> logical reasoning. Like, how can you ever be like, well, we've got too many centers. One's gotta go. Like,
1: I... I I, th- I think How? one of the reasons why compare? is people so people look at the depth chart right now and they say, okay, Drew's the, the number one center. You got the guy who we draft now; he's number two, and then you got Philip and Couturier. And I think people like legitimately are looking at the depth chart and being like, well, you don't want Couturier as the fourth line center, so we guess we got to trade. Yes, it's like, you do. It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. no, okay, you got well, a checking
4: num- line. Well, number
1: one, number one. As much as we all got into this idea of like. Well, Philpola is the 2C, and Couturier is the 3C, and that's why he's been good. No. Couturier got more ice time than Philpola at 5-on-5 five five after the Philpola trade. Couturier was the 2C. It was like 2A and 2B, but if there was a 2A, it was Couturier because he got more minutes. There. So Couturier is above Philpola on yes. the depth chart in terms of role. So let's, let's let's take that away. Number two, Philpola can play wing. He's done it before.
3: And he's only signed for one more year yeah. in, his, in his 30s. And I, I have this. I have this great. I have this crazy scheme that'll just stop all this conversation. Stop numbering lines.
4: Yes, well, just don't
3: put a number next to the line, well, and it's all over with. Well, we can't yeah, do that. We yeah. cannot I'm do watching, that. I'm watching. Uh, Pardon the interruption. A couple days ago, I actually like that show. It's one of ESPN's better programs. I always like. People. They haven't fired them yet. But they're talking. <laughs> no, <I> guess not <laughs> quite yet. Uh, but they're However. talking. They're talking. <laughs> we'll they're talking about. Uh, Ovechkin's demotion to the third line, and now he's playing with Burakovsky, and I—I I have this here, but the Burakovsky numbers like next to Johnny Goudreau like they're. Actually, I like Burakovsky.
2: A yeah, lot. they're actually
3: yeah, they're actually yeah. really similar. If you gave him the same power play time, like he's, he's a, re- a really good. But like the idea that oh Ovechkin dot got demoted. Well, no, he's your best player, so actually the other guys just got. Pretty Promoted, Well, well. And you're spreading your depth around. Like, I just don't understand this idea that, like, spreading your depth is bad and, like, having more than one good line is bad. It blows my mind. People come to these
0: conclusions. Well, they did put him on a line with Tom Wilson. Uh,
2: well. So. However, Tom, Tom, pick. With- Tom Wilson,
1: well, as much just, as I don't do like Tom Wilson Tom, that. Wilson Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson's been pretty good in the playoffs.
4: He's it's not man. Bad. I don't, I it's on gross. Vibe. Yeah, it's gross. Well, this is entirely
2: justifying rooting for the Capitals. Like this is this is the whole thing. <laughs> no, I mean I still he's think I still think he's dirty. garbage.
4: But okay.
1: objectively speaking, by the numbers, he's been pretty good in the like, playoffs.
2: Well. Fuck that guy. Tom wilson I've been a cursing a lot. Like, he's just sorry. not a He's a fine he's a like
0: fine bottom six guy. Yeah. He's just also a,
1: a shithead. Yeah,
3: he's just compete. <laughs> yeah, he's just trash. But and like plus. he's
1: a decent enough player. Yeah. And you mentioned Barakowski. Here is a crazy stat. I think Myrtle tweeted this. Like he didn't give the percentage, but I worked it out. So Barakowski in the series going into this game had a 70% Corsi score adjusted. That's unreal. Like that's like, the best, players, the best players in the league are at like 60, and through five games, Burakovsky's getting 70% of the shot attempts after adjusting for score. Like, yeah, this is probably a guy who, when he's playing that good, maybe you do bring him up to the first line, because maybe that'll help everybody.
0: He was, through the first four games, because when you mentioned this in the outline and I looked up, th- through the first four games, he was ninth among Caps forwards in ice time in that series. And I know, and like, Caps bloggers and fans have been complaining they don't play him enough. Yeah, I get why so, he's really good. So
1: you move off to the first line, and then you yeah. have you put him you with had, Ovechkin. Then you have Ovechkin try to help a guy like Larzeller, who is a good possession player but doesn't score a lot. Maybe you give him a score, and now you have Ovechkin in almost like the Kessel role from last year, where he was on the third line, but who gave a shit because it was a great line.
3: And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at they brought that line like, back tonight. Yeah, they brought that? back the.
1: They, they have
0: seven th- shots through 38 minutes.
3: They brought, yeah, the HBK, they brought back the HBK. They brought back the HBK line tonight and that's like that third line is what really propelled them to do better than they have in the recent past and like yeah, having they had, yeah.
2: they finally had depth being um, able to have that depth having four lines of productive hockey players what's that like i don't know
0: look at what Sounds the flyers sad. could do that I don't they have... could freaking do that well, could they look at what the
3: flyers had when they were a legitimate cup contender when they signed briere through uh, the Richardson carter trades when they were legit cup contenders it was cuz they had three full lines of really good players and, and even the fourth line wasn't yeah.
1: Was no, Ashland, the fourth line
0: wasn't Benson bad. Power, yeah. something like that. Yeah, Good they, 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 could,
1: they could use JaredEv on there sometimes when he was <laughs> not eating food in his car. Wasn't <laughs> that
0: what? <laughs> that was weird, isn't
3: that no, Namji? That's <laughs> Namji. <Nnamdi. laughs> that was <laughs>
1: Namji. My bad. <laughs> what?
3: No, JaredEv like. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm, miss, I'm missing up the Mercurial uh, Flyers, like, uh, Philadelphia signing.
3: Zherdev just jumped off the ice when the puck came the other way. He's like, I ain't playing no defense. <laughs> just go in the locker room, smoke a cigarette. Russian, and right? Not even over. Oh god. Uh, yeah, but like I look at like that depth and like the depth it takes, and look at like how the Caps can quote unquote move Ovechkin down to the third line, and then that's basically how they won the game. And then I wonder how does someone come
1: to the conclusion that Katori is expendable? That's a good. Say not even segue. That's a good like linking everything back together. Well done, I, Bill, that, was well the, done, that was the premise
3: yeah. of my argument. Usually I get lost in these things. <laughs> but I actually remembered what I was trying to get at, and I it, it just blew my mind reading that uh, today or yesterday, whenever it came. out.
1: I just don't. And okay, so on on Sunday morning I was feeling you know particularly like ambitious and decided to jump headfirst in this Couturier debate. And Christ, my mentions have, Stop. Not, have not stopped blowing up. because I just
3: keep retweeting <laughs> you. You, ju-
1: you jump into that and it's just you're, you're dead for the next three days. But the point I was trying to make when I said that basically that Couturier leads the team over the last two years in 5-on-5 scoring is not to say that Couturier is an elite 5-on-5 scorer. I will use the word elite as a no, I do not think he's elite.
2: Thank it's you. not even that he's
1: <laughs> a great 5-on-5 scorer. It's that He's a better 5-on-5 scorer, at least over the last two years, than anyone else on the team. And if you ask... Anybody who follows the Flyers regularly, what's one of their biggest weaknesses? It's 5-on-5 five five play. So if we're trying to improve the team, why are we trading away the guy who's the best at something that they are have a lot of players that are really bad at? Like, we, we know what their weaknesses are. We know they have a crap penalty kill. We know they've been bad at 5-on-5. Five five. is a great penalty killer, and he's pretty good at 5-on-5. Five five. So maybe he's the guy you keep rather than the guy you trade because you're angry that he doesn't score 50 points. Hmm. Maybe I don't know
2: Is this true?
0: And the thing about replacing him With the second draft pick Is like He is the guy Who can handle That defensive responsibility You forget Because you know Sean Couturier Was able to do it At 19 years old But 19 year olds Don't usually come in And do that 25
3: year olds don't Yeah What he does Is really difficult A shot down center In the NHL
0: Is like gold I forget who tweeted this But he was Like some guy I think some Edmonton stats blogger Plotted out like Minute, like Corsi four in minutes against like top-line forwards in the league. And Sean Cotteria was second in the league in Corsi against top-line forwards. So like guys who play like top-line minutes, top three on their team yeah. or something like that, behind only Bergeron. Like, you so, don't so find Iberg guys who good. can do that. I heard yeah. Bergeron's pretty sources good. Sources say.
3: Yeah. Rumor has it. And that's like... And... <sighs> It, it just kills me that people, you can. I, I get it. You need something to talk about. Yeah, and just the draft us, is June 23rd, yeah. you told me.
1: Yeah. And, and to it, see the Flyers' day, like, every, like everybody <laughs> who <laughs> responded to <laughs> that article, the writers, they all were like, no, you don't trade Katuri. Yeah. <laughs> they just need content. I get it.
2: Like well, this. I mean, I get that. Y'all you know how you comment on internet better, articles. <laughs> um, I was going to make the point that Sean Katuri also makes his line mates better. Um,
1: Case but... in point, Braden Shen at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Dale we at the end. Dale we. Dale <laughs> I like I like that
2: example much better. Um so like you don't want to get rid of a guy that is a good player and also makes other good players better. Like why why would, why would you do that?
0: Cuz he's not elite. Yeah. The other <laughs> thing about Kateri is like I mentioned this while that whole debate was happening yesterday but he's not a guy who like teams bully over to get cuz he's his like on the surface he looks like okay scores like 30 some points and he does a lot of like positive subtle things that you know you may not notice right away and he's a guy that a team is a lot more likely to buy low on than to like try and sell the farm to get like agreed not many teams were probably banging down around Hextall's door to pay full price plus to get Sean Kateri no, what, what,
1: what did they um because you know who and I think I think Couturier is far better than him, but I think the perception around Couturier is probably similar to the perception around this guy. What did um, what did was Pittsburgh it, get for Sutter?
0: I was going to say Brandon Sutter.
1: Yeah, because that that would be what I would assume they could probably. get It was get for like Benino in a second round pick or something. Yeah, like, like that, that's right? probably and what they Bonino get. Benino ended up being better
0: than anyone thought he would be, but true. Because
1: I mean, I think I, I, a hell right I think now, Sutter but. sucks, but I think true. that the yeah. perception be, between the perception mm-hmm. around Sutter is probably the same the league wide perception around Couturier. Mm-hmm. And I just
3: know if they were to trade Sean Couturier, he'd go on to be the next Justin Williams.
1: Like there's not a question oh, okay. in
3: my mind. I'd rather him fail here than succeed somewhere else. <laughs> I like swear that. to god, I would make him I would make him player coach. G- I'd be like you're never allowed to leave. I know as soon as the Flyers got rid of him he would succeed. So not happening. Okay. Is the thing you moved up to Dean Lombardi thing? It stuff? is. Yeah. Introduce it, why don't you?
2: Well, there's a report that the Flyers are in contact with Dean Lombardi to bring him Onto the team in some capacity, and this is a trash idea. Like this is freaking terrible. Do not, not at all bring surprising.
0: This he had connections right. to textile and Holmgren. I expected it immediately. Yeah, as
3: soon as he got fired, I was like, oh, they're bringing in the boy.
2: But I don't want him anywhere near. My Philadelphia Flyers team. I'd rather bring back Paul Holmgren in some type of capacity other than figurehead as president than have Dean Lombardi anywhere near this team.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't see. I don't like. What would he change? Like, I mean, everyone Dean should Lombardi read Travis's in,
4: piece. It's really good. It's,
3: it's it is. I read it, and yep. he makes a lot of points in there Very that are fine. I just don't see like. Like, is Hexdahl going to stop doing the things we all like that he's done because he brought his buddy in and hang out
4: with him? He might. Right. Really? I, I, I if he's it's just somebody bad. that he respects who can influence yeah. his opinion, and you've got this guy who's built a really trash USA hockey program, like. I really trash. I'm we sorry, just everyone whose ears, I'm breaking need really out. need that tra- influence. We don't need that voice in the room who might sway Hexdahl to do something stupid. Because he trusts his opinion like, and respects he, him. He
2: was the guy that built the USA hockey team that was so friggin' terrible. Terrible. They, like, heart and grit and no skill. That's why they got knocked out in the first round, because they were absolutely terrible. That's what he he values. He doesn't value any type of moral code.
4: What he did to Mike Richards was deplorable and disgusting. Disgusting. Disgu- like, at, while at the same time keeping
2: Slava Voynov. Yeah, in in the locker room and, and breaking NHL rules to keep him around the team when dude was tried and convicted and then almost deported, but decided on he self
3: deported. Yeah,
2: on his own. Um, I don't I don't know what you're whispering, but I can hear that you're whispering. Yeah, what's <laughs> going on? Um, I was yelling about uh, just Cr- made off. fun
1: of me on Twitter, so screw him. Oh, no.
2: good. Um, oh, that was it. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Dean Lombardi is bad. Do not bring him anywhere near Very this team. Bad. In conclusion,
3: yeah, like I don't want him, but I don't see, I don't see it having. It's probably going to happen. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's probably going to happen. I just don't see him having like a real impact. Like I don't. Then think why? He's gonna... Then why? Well, well, it depends on what type because of role. Because Ron Hextall wants to bring in his buddy. That's what happens in this organization. Well, that's why he gets fired in a lot again, of ways. When Terry Murray gets fired again, whatever he's doing, he's going to be back here because. You're a flyer. You're a flyer for life. That's just the shit that happens with this
1: organization. I don't think – like, I'm not that concerned about Dean Lombardi. If, if they end up getting Dean Lombardi. I'm not right. that concerned. Bring him in. Don't, I'm not uh, that concerned that Dean Lombardi is going to, like, dramatically change the way the flyers do business and that he's going to, you know, be – the, the the assistant GM to to all in all but name and he's gonna basically be the shadow guy behind him. I don't think that's gonna happen because I think what would probably happen is like Hexall basically give him a job and then in two years Lombardi is gonna be hired by somebody else to be a GM exactly. But but my problem with it is I just don't really want anything to do with Lombardi because I think he's an ass. Okay. Like, I just don't. I just, I just don't like him as a human being. I don't want him to have anything to do with Flash. Came
2: back around to like, the that, same that's side as I I don't want his slime anywhere no, near gross. my my pure and pristine little prospects. I don't want him anywhere near them. Yeah, I don't
3: I just, care. I, I think bring that. him in. He built two cups. Hang out, hang out, and, with and then he and then and then he, he very quickly
2: yeah. tore apart the Kings by trash contracts. Like they're they're a disaster. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, yeah, he we don't he, need anybody else
4: handing out trash it, he contracts he tore it down if
3: the Flyers won two cups and then handed out bad contracts I would get over that so fast <laughs> he tore, so would <laughs> yeah. I that's a fair point yeah. Yeah. Tore it down oh man Marion Gabbert got a contract after I got to party twice I'm so mad I mean the, the <laughs> thing is
2: though
1: Bill you would be <laughs> you would you know be. it.
2: you would yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. be you would be so mad I,
3: I'm still not mad I, no because I'm not mad at
0: anything like the Phillies did you mad about the yeah the Ryan Howard contract that yeah, was the thing didn't like it very what? Oh, no, baseball but, money's but, fake. But you know Ruben didn't even
1: win him and I gave him all sorts of leeway. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm not saying that most people wouldn't would, would be able to accept <laughs> it. I'm just saying knowing you, I don't think you would get through
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: I just like they bring him in, they don't, whatever. He's just gonna keep his name out there till he gets a job somewhere else. That's what that's what it is, because that's what the old boys' club is in, in the NHL.
2: <laughs> we have a, a comment we had to we give out bad contracts and we have no cups.
0: Exactly.
2: (laughs) And he's the president well he president. I don't think yeah president, president. he's a, he's a figure now, 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 he to... now he just
0: takes pictures in an empty Wells Fargo Center parking lot to, to, to <laughs> well, yeah, that races. was the thing
2: the <laughs> bike race that's what Paul Holmgren did that was his project and good for okay. him. he did a really good job are we doing that
4: are we doing the 5k like, we are we should are we, 5k, are we, 5K? Are we... that
3: doesn't sound like With,
4: much fun no, no. <laughs> we're, Komodo no, we're, dragon we're walking for Kurt and puppy dogs for us yeah we're, we're gonna get
2: adoptable dogs and walk them
3: alright Kurt gets a
2: dragon Nice. He's allergic. Allergic because he's allergic to fur and things. So,
3: mm-hmm. um, all right. So, Oscar uh, yeah, Charlie,
1: you said you wanted to talk about Oscar Lindblom. I did because I think he's becoming as this as the off season progresses. I think he's going to become someone we talk about more and more. And by we, I don't mean like BSH Radio. I mean we as in like the Flyers fan base as a whole. Because he's almost certainly going to sign. And then he's going to have a real shot to make the team out of training camp. And I just think that it's worth discussing just how good we think he's going to be. Because he was named the best forward in Sweden in in the, uh, the SHL this year. At age 20. At age 20. Which is pretty darn cool.
0: And
4: they're grown men.
1: And
0: yeah, it's,
4: that's a quality hockey league, so it's not like... <laughs> it yeah, fourth it's... in the
1: league
0: in scoring, I think. And then, I guess, did other stuff well, too. Yeah, I mean, his, well, his would... team got to the, team, the finals. They yeah. lost in seven No, games. I don't...
2: Can we just, like, back up for a second here? So the NHL is the best yeah. competition in, in the world. Would you put KHL behind that? I would that? say
1: KHL is too. And two. then
2: SHL? I think
1: there's, there's a legitimate debate between the SHL and the AHL. Yep.
2: Oh, okay. I, that, okay. That's like...
1: I was thinking about yeah. this when I wrote the article about Lindblom's last
0: game a couple weeks ago, and I said, third best league in the world. And I was like, is that true? I, I, somewhere I, between two and four.
1: I okay. Probably I believe, three and four. I believe Heckstall said a couple, maybe like a month ago, that he believes the AHL is a little bit better. Okay. But, I, but I don't think the gap either way is that big. I think okay. they're pretty similar leagues.
2: Interesting. In terms of
3: my expectations... I have uh, Oscar Lindblom becoming some combination of I think Henrik Zetterberg and Johan Franzen. Nice, I think that's my expectation. It's good
4: to set a, a nice low bar that he can clear. <laughs> late round high. Swedes. I have this. <laughs> I have this
3: note in my phone. Late round Swedes, and it's uh, just comparing Lindblom, Zetterberg, and Franzen. You put it in your good...
2: phone and not on your hand. Yeah. Well, I'm no. This, so is, from, this is from
0: months ago. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Lindblom was supposed to be a first rounder. People forget this, but he like <laughs> people forget that. Uh, Actually, but no, he was he was like seen as a borderline first round prospect going into his draft year, and had a
1: crappy draft year. And Flowers plucked him in the fifth round. There was mm-hmm. a lot of concerns about his skating ability, mm-hmm. and, and like they were legitimate. He was yeah. not a good skater when he got drafted, and that's legitimate in got this better.
3: league now. Like seeing what oh, yeah. even compared to th- like when he got drafted, like the the, the league's freaking ridiculously famous. Yeah. it's mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. very it's fast. Not even. You you got to be really smart.
0: Yeah, if if you're not going to be a fast skater, you got to be really smart in how you approach the game. You basically have to be able to slow things down.
1: But I will say, like, uh, so I saw him at three development camps. And the first two development camps, like there were some people who have been on the bomb train for even longer than than I than I've been. And one of the reasons why I was never that high on him was because I watched him at these development camps and I was like, this dude can't skate. Like he has no <laughs> he has no burst. Like yeah, his you know his progression looks good and I like some of his skills, but the skating is just not there. And then this this past year in development camp, he looked awesome. Like he he's never going to be Konechny speed, but he looked like a much better all around skater going into last year this past year. And then this year he has this amazing season in the SHL. It wasn't that surprising to me because he just looked like a totally different skater than he ever had looked in my, my past viewings of him. The the guy that I go that I go to in terms of like maybe like a realistic and I'm saying realistic, I still think it's very optimistic because He's a very good player. Is Silverberg who uh, who now plays for Anaheim? Yeah, and this, i take that. Yeah, and this is a guy who's a forty point who's a forty point player who's having a really good postseason this year. Yeah,
3: I guessed him in the Bucci overtime challenge the other night, and I still didn't freaking win. <laughs> yeah. I've
1: been picking players whose
3: last names I like all off
1: season <laughs> or all postseason, and I haven't won shit. But Silverberg kind of had a similar a similar like path to the NHL. He was a, he was a he was taken in the draft earlier. He was taken in the second round. But again, as Kurt said, like that was a round where Lindblom was supposed to go. He just slipped. Silverberg so in his year, his age twenty year was thirty four points in fifty three games. So Lindblom better than that. And then in his age twenty one year in the SHL was like point per game guy. And then came over and was an NHL player. But like. Lindblom and Silverberg, yeah, I think I don't think that's like a totally ridiculous comparison to get a forty-point player out of Limblom. I'm not I'd expecting him to be it. a
3: top-line guy, but like, if you get forty points out of a fifth-round pick, yeah, that's a successful draft. I don't pick. care who any of the other picks were,
0: and I think he can make you know, the team this year. Forty-point winger—that's a that's yeah. a top six. That's like a good second-line winger yeah. in this NHL. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. why I'm excited about Oscar Limbaugh.
3: I'm definitely excited about him. Uh it's just I love the depth that this team is gonna have. Like sometimes yeah. I just sit there and daydream and like doodle what the lineup will be in
0: 2018-19. Does he make the team <laughs> next year? Does he make the team next year?
1: Charlie, what? call it. Okay, so here my guess is that I he, think yes. My guess is that he doesn't gone. make it out of camp, but he's up within the first two months.
4: Okay. okay. Fair.
0: Did the new guy coming around, whoever they take at number two, did that hurt his chances? I think so. Yeah, even, though, yeah.
1: even though the kid, the, the guy they're drafting, is going to play center, I'm not sure Push if... Pushes someone else to I'm, the wing. I'm also not sure if the kid who they draft is going to play center in his first year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's he sure, he sure could play wing his first year.
3: Do you want to know how confident I am that whoever they take it to isn't going to play for the Flyers this year? Yes. I'm,
2: I'm pretty
3: confident. 90%. 90% really? Yeah. You think? That's
2: pretty confident. That's
0: a, it's a discussion we'll, well, have. Um,
2: we, yeah, we'll I, have. I, I sure. do want to touch on that a little bit right now. So. We've been talking about how he sure is AHL eligible. He's Turns not, out he is not. not. Yeah. He's not. So he, he was, you know, lying a little bit. Especially yeah, on him,
1: because didn't he straight up say oh, he yeah, was? Oh, no, he, yeah. No, he did.
2: And that's what everybody was going off of. But he had an out clause in his contract where if he went over to the CHL, like his contract was voided in Sweden. Is that where he was? Where was he? Was Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. Sorry. Um, One of them S ones. Uh, so. <laughs> Yes, he is not AHL eligible, which doesn't Change really anything other than how we're looking at next year. You don't make a
0: decision on number one yeah, or number two right. based on a guy's AHL. No. There, there
2: was even yeah. a chance that even if the Flyers, even if Flyers took him
1: and the Flyers did mm. not have him make the team, they might have decided they wanted him to go back to juniors. There was no, they, just because he could have went to the AHL didn't mean that he had to. Right. It's the same thing with Ripsaw. Like Rupsoff could play in the AHL next year. I don't think the Flyers would want him to. I think the Flyers would want him to play another year in the queue I could be wrong. A a
2: full year in the queue? Yeah, I I think so. so. I want
3: Riley Cote to get his hands on all these guys. That's my thing. You know what? The the Phantoms penalty kill is pretty good.
4: Yeah, he might be a good coach. He's my
3: next coach. I'm telling you. Out of nowhere. Riley Cote is going to coach the Flyers to a Stanley Cup one
2: day. I watched (laughs) Sam Moran play the full two minutes on a five-on-three PK, and it was like my wet dream. I I love that Was it because he couldn't
1: get off the ice? No,
2: he. the they, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually, Charles, you want your penalty killers playing
1: two minutes of a penalty kill.
2: Stop it! Well, they were they were playing. <laughs> Stay at home
3: defenseman. He's moving six feet in diameter.
2: You you were there <laughs> with me that back. game. That's all he has you you know that he yeah, was playing the full yep. two minutes of every PK, and Sanheim was playing the full two minutes of every power play. Like they just that's how they were doing it. You were there with me. You
1: saw it. I did not notice Moran play for full two minutes of a penalty. I did notice Brennan and Santa play two minutes of a power play, but you don't do as much moving on the power play.
2: Well, I'm saying that it happened. Okay. And and you saw it with your own eyeballs. You saw it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Guys,
3: that. How is it an hour I have already? no idea. I <laughs> looked up fun, at the clock man. like I felt like a couple minutes ago. I was like, oh, we got half an hour. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh, wait, that, no. That time already went. We talk a lot. That is all the time we have for you left on uh, BSH Radio this week. It was a lot of fun. I like this. I like when we <laughs> argue, but good spirit. It's
0: good. And good spirit. <laughs> fun to be
3: here. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check out BroadStreetHockey.com. Also check out WildfireRadioSports.com. My name is Bill Mats. Have a great week, Philly. Are you ready to talk about sports? <laughs>